Welcome to mini-sode number three of Poppin' Down. I'm your host, Shauna Quinn. Poppin' Down is a podcast about mental health and pop culture. On our regular episodes, I spend some time with guests who've experienced um, issues with mental illness, mental health issues, addiction, and or trauma. And we chat about our experiences and pop culture from our points of view. So, as you may or may not have noticed, Poppin' Down was on a little bit of a hiatus. This was not a planned hiatus at all. Um, Just wanted to be frank in case any of my listeners may have been wondering about where I'm at or worried about me. Um, Things are actually good. Uh, I'm not experiencing any repercussions of my mental illness right now. No hypomania, no depression at all. I am plain stable, which is really great. Um... Yeah, um, I just, it's just that popping down, I would say it's my second biggest passion. My biggest passion, of course, is writing. But I was getting a feeling that my writing was falling by the wayside, um, especially now that I have a new new job that I'm adding into the mix here. So I'm working, I'm writing, and I'm doing the podcast. So You know, like for a long time, it was just the writing and the podcast and that was easier. So, you know, I'm still adjusting to this routine, even though it's been about a month that I've been working, a little bit more than a month. So um, I'm still figuring things out. But uh, yeah, I'm recalibrating, I'm refocusing, and I'm going to give myself a bit more structure so that I can ensure that my writing is better prioritized. Um. The other thing, honestly, was that I was kind of feeling discouraged. Um, There were, and there still are, a few folks who had initially expressed interest in uh, being guests, but who either didn't reply or pulled out. And, you know, I spent some time reaching out to some new people. Uh, In fact, one of them was recommended by a friend of the pod. So shout out to my pal. You know who you are. Um, Really, really appreciate that. So I thought I would use this forum as a chance to reach out a bit further, too. I've actually been thinking about specific celebrities who've disappointed us, Um, maybe childhood or teen crushes or folks who've inspired your own music, comedy or acting dreams, Um, those kinds of people who've turned out to be either awful human beings or extremely problematic. Maybe they have awful politics um, or they've committed heinous crimes. Um, You know, people that are famous who've had a negative impact on your mental health in one way or another. Um, One of such artists I've already covered for this topic is Billy Corgan from The Smashing Pumpkins. Um, I've chatted with my pals Monet and David about them in past episodes, and I'd like to explore more figures like him. Um, You know, like celebrities that maybe helped you discover yourself or helped you through a rough patch or felt like they were your only friend whom you now kind of feel betrayed by because of their recent behavior and or their beliefs. So um, this is just my open call. Um, If you are or were a fan of the following celebrities and they've impacted your mental health or loved ones negatively, get in touch with us. Um, I'll give you the list. Morrissey, Ryan Adams, that's Ryan with an R, not Brian with a B, R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., Aziz Ansari, Roseanne, Kanye West, 
Johnny Depp, Kat Von D, and Dave Chappelle. And if there's anyone else that I haven't mentioned, but you kind of just thought of and you'd like to discuss them on the pod, I'd be totally interested. Uh, send us an email at popanddown at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram at popanddown. I'd love to hear from you and I would totally love to uh, set up some time to uh, record with you in the studio and uh, have you as a guest on the pod. So listeners, I have another confession to make. I felt extremely out of the loop in terms of pop culture lately. I have like this long list of TV shows that I want to watch or catch up on, but all I've watched this summer has been like Southern Charm and the first few episodes of season two of Pose and of course comfort watching Friday Night Lights again and uh, watching the show Brothers and Sisters while I make crafts. Um, I went to the movies last week, but it was for a screening of Showgirls, so um, not exactly up and up on the most current movies either. Um, the last movie I saw was maybe a month ago, um, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. That was a wonderful movie about gentrification, black male friendship, and the stories that we tell ourselves in order to survive. I would say it's probably my second favorite movie of the year so far after Booksmart, which is incredible. I can't recommend Booksmart enough. Or The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, so anyway, uh, I am in tune with new music. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time today talking about Taylor Swift's new album, Lover. I know, pretty much every podcast you listen to has gone on and on about it, but I want to give my own takes, you know? So consider me just someone adding their voice to the chorus. Before I talk about Lover, I want to give just a brief overview about my history with Taylor Swift. Um, I love her. I love Taylor Swift. I'm not a stan, but I'm definitely a fan. When I first heard Tim McGraw from her first album, I was really impressed with like her old soul lyricism, her breathy voice, and the pop sensibility behind all the twang. Um, when I became like a fan fan was around her fourth album, Red. She'd begun collaborating with my king of pop, Max Martin, but it was the more vulnerable songs on the album that really hooked me in. Um, All Too Well, The Lucky One, uh, the title track read, and one of her top songwriting achievements to date, State of Grace. 1989 was when I actually bought the record and bought tickets for the tour. It was such an excited, an exciting time to be a Swifty. Um... Adding Jack Antonoff to her songwriting crew, which still included Max Martin, was the ultimate Midas touch to uh, Taylor's songs. Uh, style, Blank Space, Wildest Dreams, You Are in Love, and especially Out of the Woods are still in heavy rotation for me. Some of her best songs. I liked a few songs from Reputation. Um, Getaway Car was probably the standout. But for me... <laughs> I don't really care about Taylor Swift's celebrity feuds. I I don't care about analyzing who her songs are or aren't about. It's all good for you if you're into it, but I like to let the, the songs kind of speak to me in a way that reflect my own experiences, just like any other artist I'm into. Um, reputation, for the most part, seemed to just have a bit too much baggage, and it also had Ed Sheeran rapping, which is a big keep it for me, so... 
now let's talk about lover or lava as do you remember that old uh, Saturday Night Live skit with the, in the hot tub? It was, uh, oh, who was it? Rachel Dratch and Will Ferrell playing like these lovers that are always in a hot tub and trying to get people to join in with them. I think Drew Barrymore might have played their third in one of the episodes too. And then like Jimmy Fallon and someone else would be really, really like turned off by the whole idea of having a hot tub orgy or something like that. It's one of my favorite SNL skits. Don't at me. Fucking love Rachel Dretch. Underrated queen from SNL. Anyway, so lover or lover. Okay, we'll just say lover. Uh, I'm super into it for the most part. Um, the first single, me, was cloying when it came out, but the earworm has grown on me a bit. Um, it's not the worst song on the album, but I still skip it. I like You Need to Calm Down more than most of my peer group. Um, the synths kind of remind me of The Knife and the lyrics uh, that most people thought were clueless, I thought were actually clever and tongue-in-cheek. But again, that's my perception. So that song's fine. Um, the bop of Lover is Cruel Summer. Uh, no, it's not a cover of the iconic Ban Bananarama song, although that would have ruled too. It is catchy as hell, and it's a spiritual successor to Reputation's Getaway Car, which itself was a spiritual successor to 1989's Out of the Woods. It has lyrics like, devils roll their dice, angels roll their eyes, and a pulsating beat, and I can't wait to add it to my driving playlist. Even though it sounds a lot like my two favorite songs from her last two albums, it's not my favorite on this one. More on that later. On a few songs, like the awesome Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince and the Tepid, It's Nice to Have a Friend, themes of high school come up as lyrical reference points. This is something a lot of people have been dragging her for. I'm actually a huge fan of high school references. No surprise there. People like to sneer that Taylor's nearly 30 and needs to get over high school, but I disagree. I mean, what's better than a teen movie, right? Lyrics with cinematic teenage references never go out of style for me. See what I did there? Style. I think that The Man is a really interesting song. It poses questions about whether or not Taylor would be held in such contempt if she was a man. I couldn't help but wonder if this song was partially inspired by Ryan Adams. See, Ryan Adams released an entire 1989 covers album a.k.a. Ryan Adams basically a mansplained 1989. And it was reviewed on Pitchfork even though Taylor's original hadn't been. She was publicly complimentary towards Ryan when it came out, but in light of Phoebe Bridgers and Mandy Moore's recent revelations about his abusive behavior, I wonder how chilling it must be for Taylor to be his one-time muse. And, you know, just looking back at the hypocrisy of it all, just him getting like accolades for an album that she made like come on so i know there's like lyrics about you know being leo and san tropez and stuff like that but i do think that there is a bit of a uh, influence from her experience with uh ryan adams in there now a lot of fans think paper rings is a bop but to me it's kind of regressive and cutesy Yes, I know. This is coming from a woman who still loves high school references. My second biggest bop after Cruel Summer is I Think He Knows. 
It sounds like a better Carly Rae Jepsen song than anything Carly's put out this year. Anything off of Dedicated. I was super excited when I'd heard Carly had been in the studio with Jack Antonoff. Then I was disappointed that only one song, I Want You In My Room, made the final cut. Oh well. At least I have Atlanta Del Rey's new album to look forward to today. Antonoff co-produced it all, and his pop sensibility combined with Lana's retro vulnerability has really done it for me so far. Oh, Venice Bitch, what a fucking song. Vulnerability is the cornerstone of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. We get plenty of on gems like False God, Cornelia Street, the title track Lover, and Soon You'll Get Better, a song about Taylor's mom's battle with cancer featuring the Dixie Chicks, which I found myself crying to in line at Dollarama the other day, because of course. But my favorite, hands down, might be Taylor's most vulnerable song to date, The Archer. In The Archer, Taylor Swift uses her Sagittarian symbol as a metaphor for her penchant to be combative, for self-sabotage, and especially for sabotaging past relationships and friendships. The chorus, I've been the archer, I've been the prey. Who could ever leave me, darling? But who could stay? Breaks my fucking heart every single time. And the sparse synthesizers complement the lyrics' perfect plaintiveness. It just might be my favorite Taylor song of all time. Although, don't quote me on that. So those are my thoughts on the new Taylor Swift album, Lover. I'd say it's mostly good. It's no 1989 or Red, but it's up there. But recording this now, um, it's Thursday. I just can't wait for Norman fucking Rockwell, Lana Del Rey's new album. I'm going straight from work up to a cottage with my in-laws for Labor Day weekend uh, tomorrow or today if you're listening to this on Friday. And later on that night when I finally have some alone time, I'm really looking forward to spending some time with that album. All right. I have to say this felt good, and I'm really glad that I gave y'all a mini-sode. Thank you so much for your patience. Follow up on all our socials, at uh, Poppin' Down, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, support us on Patreon, you know the drill. Poppin' Down is recorded at the Parkdale Center for Innovation. Poppin' Down is written, hosted, produced, and created by myself, Shauna Quinn, and our music is provided by Neil Quinn. Thanks again for tuning in, my London boys. I fancy you.